Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 17, Shots from the Hip with Jessica Lemon. Now this episode, or wait, is it a shot from the hip? I thought it was a shot from the hip, but a I guess we technically did more than one shot since okay. we each did one. So shots <laughs> from the hip, a shot from the hip. It's a work in progress. Absolutely. <laughs> so this episode is a special one. Um, instead of the normal One Drink with John podcast where we have one drink, have a discussion, uh, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do a shot, which actually we did a Flaming Dr. Pepper. We've already done that shot because for safety reasons, we had to do that in the enclosed kitchen area <laughs> where we had a fire extinguisher close by. Just safety tip, please note. Uh, and then we're also going to have a drink afterwards. And uh, our beer today is Yinling, and I haven't even opened mine up, so... So appropriate, since you just came back from Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Isn't that where it was from? Absolutely. Pennsylvania beer. So anyways, back to this show that is already completely off the rails. Um, so this, the idea of this show is Jessica and I are going to discuss, each of us have four to five different subjects. And this could be uh, anything, something that we're interested in, something we want to talk about, something we want to ask the person about whatever it is. And so it's basically going to be kind of a random show of sorts. And basically that's it. We're just going to get into it, see where it goes. If it's garbage, you'll never hear it. And if it turns out <laughs> great, this will be the best podcast it ever. It will be so. garbage. Absolutely. Well, so by the way, my guest is my wife, Jessica Lemon, famous author. Hi, Jessica, everybody. Yeah, JessicaLemon.com. See all her books and fun things she's doing. Um, so ladies first, Jessica... What oh. is your, you can go first. What would you like to talk about? Let me see if I want to start with, why don't we start with uh, the book I'm reading? Oh, yes. So I am reading a book called Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Excellent. I think I should have double checked. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. All no, of the stuff sure will be right. in the show notes. I'm pretty sure the actual book name will be in the um, So the book is about, Basically how Jesus made loving people easy and we sort of complicate it because we're humans. And my question for you was, why do you think it is so hard for us to love other people? Uh Like in a genuine, easygoing way. Do you think it's like Hmm. the background and trust that you have? Do you think it's... Like, why is it so hard to let down our guard and just genuinely love people? Like, why are you complaining about the neighbor with their music up too loud instead of being <laughs> right. gracious? Um, right. And one of the things he said in the book, which I loved, That's great. was, great um, and he tied this together with actually a skydiving story that I won't go into, but <laughs> it, it was basically the power of 30 seconds. And he said that he decided to love people like Jesus 30 seconds at a time. So it's a really pure genuine love for people and he said some people he feels himself going 27 28 (laughs) 29 (laughs) because some people are harder to love than others that's interesting so a lot of me resisted that when i read it because there are people who have hurt me in the past and you think about loving those are the people you think of right like the love your enemy like your neighbor and right um that sort of thing or love your enemy like yourself. 
Or like your neighbor. I, love your neighbor like you're yourself. You're supposed to love so your neighbor I, yeah, like I, yourself. I'm sure that's a direct <laughs> quote from the Bible. But. I feel like already this shot was a bad idea. I know, right? Um, see, how, see how great the show is? <laughs> no, I, let me interject real quick. Yes, yes. Um, I think just to kind of answer one of your four questions you asked me. I know, I know. Um, I had a bunch. Side questions. Um, but no, I think it's interesting. Like people just make things difficult. I mean... It's, it's like the best and the worst of things. Um, wasn't Michael Beckwith saying something that on a podcast we were listening to? And uh, yeah, it was a school of greatness. And he was like, oh, what, what's the what's the most, what's the biggest challenge you have right now? You know, it's like, uh, well, people. It's like, because yeah. just people are tough to deal with. And yeah. I think. Uh, us included, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Like every person <laughs> I'm sure person we're not is. gems. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just interacting with people. I mean, you can take any kind of business or religion or plan or anything and then you throw in people and it's just kind of chaos and and it's just learning to deal with people and love people can be difficult i mean it's so funny like and each person sees each person differently too like you know we could be in a neighborhood where like oh my gosh this person's so annoying to me like i can't you know and then somebody else would be like, oh, they're my favorite person. Like, it's just yeah. everybody's so different. It's so true. So there's so many different nuances with each person. And then also, I think um, I think we project a lot on people based on the way we grew up and, like, the rules we have. And, like, Tony Robbins talks about that with, like, the rules you have are what are keeping you from mm. – or the – yes. Yeah, like, keeping no, you from where you <clears throat> should be going. Like you're growing up, like, okay, if you didn't do the dishes, you know, like what? Leaving clothes on the floor would be a big deal for somebody. Well, if somebody left their clothes on the floor, well, they're breaking a rule. Like they're just a bad, you know, it's Your really. Your rule, right. Yeah. And we come from our own perspective so much that, yeah, that we're judging people against that. Sometimes again, like in ways they could never measure up to anyway. Right. And, and things that don't even matter. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God, just, oh my gosh, road rage, right? So I just drove back from Pennsylvania for work. And it actually, I have to have a conscious, I take a conscious effort to not get upset with the way people are driving. Really? And That's like a, such a impressive and... <laughs> Right? It is. It, uh, <laughs> it's something I work on, and I'm not going to say I do always perfect, but today I did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. I only got a little upset with somebody, but you know, you've got the, the two merging lanes, mm-hmm. and so one mile ahead it merges down to one lane. And so this uh, extremely nice guy in a, in a 18 wheeler would, you know, we're about a mile from that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that will get over in that lane and try to get over, you know, sort of towards the end. And by the way, I heard on Freakonomics, there's evidence that says the zipper theory, I think mm-hmm. of merging traffic is actually quicker than everybody getting over well, sooner. Yeah, you did tell me about So I'm that. just saying, I have yeah. some science behind me as well. <laughs> But this guy obviously uh, was not a Freakonomics podcast fan um, and didn't hear that episode. <laughs> and so he got over, uh, you know, just about a mile away and just enough. So he just sat there in the, you know, there's a truck in front of me in the left lane. And he yeah. just sat there in that right lane so nobody could get by. And, um, yeah, so that took He was like the much, gatekeeper. The, absolutely. The traffic. The merging gatekeeper. Yeah, he was a self-appointed yeah. gatekeeper, which, you know, I'm sure... <laughs> Again, probably a super nice guy. <laughs> My rules of driving a little different than that. Yeah. Um, but no, so he it, broke one of your rules, but you did. were possibly breaking one of his. 
I was I was trying to break one of his, but yeah. he wasn't letting me. So yeah. yeah, I would have gone right around him. And you know, even going around him on the shoulder did cross my mind. And maybe when I was in my twenties, I so would have done that. So what you're saying but... is, life is a highway. Oh my god! <laughs> Are we ready for a musical interview? No, no, no. Okay, no. yeah, because I, I know I can't. I don't sing, think so. either one of us should burst into yeah. song at this point. We'll lose. Half of the 12 right, right. people who are already listening to your right, podcast. Right. Hey, those 12 people are they matter. some very important people. So, But yeah, I think I think anytime you throw in people, though, it just makes things <clears> difficult. That's the monkey wrench. Yeah, because people, you know, like you get upset with something and usually it's related to a person. You know, whether it's a politician or whatever, you're just like, oh my gosh, this person's doing this. And it's like... Do you hate everything about that person, or is it just the, right. the couple things they've done have broken some rules that just makes it difficult for you? So, did yes. I answer any of your five yes. questions? Yes, no, yes. I, I didn't really. Yeah, I think I just, hey, there's, there's, Spe- what... speaking of neighbors, we love <laughs> our neighbors speaking honking. Of, <laughs> speaking of loving your neighbors, yeah. Talk about a random show. This one's perfect. <laughs> All right, so go ahead with your first item. Did we even, I don't even remember what your questions were. Well, it was just, why is it so hard to love other people? You answered it perfectly. Oh, okay. That was the overall. So my rules are points. when you pull up to get somebody out of the house, like you pull up to your your friend's house to go pick them up, you go out and you, you knock on the door, you yes. call and text them, and you don't honk out front. That's right. just my rule. So, you know, if people <laughs> do that. But I was actually, in our neighbor's friend's defense, I was actually raised to do that. You mm-hmm. pull up and you honk when you get there. Right. And it's more of a friendly type of thing. Like, hey, guys, I'm here. Exactly. And so what's funny is that used to bother me. Uh Uh-huh. And now it doesn't because I see it from their perspective. Yeah. And I've done that myself. Like honk when they come by. So and like one of our good friends, Dave, that lives out here, he honks when he goes by. I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm like, I love this guy. Can't get mad at the guy for honking. And you honk when you drive by people's houses. Come on now. So I think the key though to loving other people is to see it from their perspective. And that is something that you, Jessica Lemon, have helped me immensely with um, being married to you. And just that's one of the things that you're really, really, really good at is seeing things from other people's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't always good at that. And I've really become really good at that. And I've even made it like kind of a conscious effort to be like, okay, what's the deal? Just like, you know, when I back to the highway, right? Life is a highway. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, so I'm looking at this guy and I get mad and I could, you know, give him the bird and do all this stuff. But I was just like, okay, he's, he thinks that this is the right way to do that. And he's just, he didn't seem upset. He's just having a good time, you know, driving down the road. So I'm like, oh, so if I can see things from other people's perspective, yeah, it makes it much easier to love them. Yep. So, okay. I love that. That's a great take. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, this is the best podcast ever. So, <laughs> well, I've only made it through one subject, so let's not. That's true. We're only like ten minutes in, so that's a good, pre- that's a good point. Let's not hatch all our chickens too early here. <laughs> Put all our eggs in one chicken coop. Okay, yeah, so that's a sloppy metaphor. So the one that's <laughs> okay. So I've got a couple things I want to talk about. Um, one of the things uh, is something that I'm super happy with and ex- obsessed with lately, which is my Apple AirPod headphones. And I absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've almost convinced you to buy some. You did convince me to buy them. And so l- now first they're all of, out of stock. So I, you know, maybe maybe I shouldn't say this on the podcast because then Jess will never wait till you order this. <laughs> yeah. So this podcast is going to come out a little late because Jessica's going to order some I'm first. I'm going to order mine first. Yeah. We don't want to <clears throat> don't want to completely run out of Apple AirPod headphones. But I absolutely love them. Um, I tried some other 
uh, big noise-canceling headphones, and they sounded amazing, um, but I couldn't, it, it, it was weird, like they were heavy, and so putting the full headphones on, it like hurt my head. Yeah. Like to hold them. And growing up like we did in like the 70s and 80s, when all you had was the great big giant headphones with the little curly cord that plugged into the stereo system. Right. Didn't you think when we got our little earbuds that it was like the most magical invention ever because you didn't have to wear these big, heavy, <laughs> or even right. go back to like the Walkman days, even those crappy oh, yeah. little foam ones that... Oh yeah, the foam right? ones. And then you get the yellow ones that yeah. are waterproof on and your then, little But then it goes Sony all Walkman. the way back to like... Now we're at Beats, and you bought a Bose set yeah, the that Beats, was just yeah, too heavy a, and awkward yeah, and for I you. Yeah, and I, I didn't get Beats kind, but I got the Bose ones, and they were mm-hmm. just too heavy. They sounded absolutely amazing. Yeah, I bet. And I loved them. It was wireless headphones, but it was just too heavy for my precious little head, I guess, and it was kind of uh, <laughs> kind of hurting my head when I wore them. So. But anyway, so these AirPods are just amazing. Uh, and it, AirPods are people who don't know what they are, are yes. like an apple earbud without the wire so yeah they're so they're app yeah they're apple wireless earbuds that uh that bluetooth. you can yeah bluetooth exactly mm-hmm. wireless so you can connect them to your computer uh to your phone or whatever and if you can use them you know when you're talking on the phone you can do whatever and actually if you this is a pro tip so write this down <laughs> but if you have your airpod headphones on and you have it connected to your phone if you tap I don't know if you can tap which each one, but at least if I tap the one on the right side twice, Siri comes up and Siri I can ask her to make up, a phone yeah. call or a text or whatever. So that's but, pretty cool. But no, I totally love them. Um, they're rechargeable, of course, and they come in this cute little container that uh, looks like floss. It does. It looks. Like, it does. It looks like <laughs> a little square container. It of totally floss. looks like yeah. So I'm carrying my little box of flocks. <laughs> flocks of floss. That's hard to say. Box of flocks. <laughs> Box of floss with me. That is hard to say. And what's cool is you open the top up and you got the two little <laughs> earbuds that come in and you put them in yours. But what's cool is it it closes magnetically. Yes, which, which is you love. Fancy, super fancy. And then when you put the headphones back in the container, not only do they charge, which is totally awesome. So you charge the container, which charges the headphones, which keeps them charged. Then you put them back in, charge the headphones. So it has a little extra battery power. But then they magnetically stick in and then magnetically close. So basically, it's the coolest thing ever. Right. So, but that's so. What do you think about them, though? I, I mean, I I've just, been like bragging about them like for weeks. Like, oh my god, these are so cool! And you're okay, like, okay, well, stop talking about the it. The problem with my current situation because I just have my earbuds with the wire that goes to my phone. Oh my gosh, that's is, so 1997. <laughs> Jeez. Is that? Um, you didn't turn off your ringer? I did. did you Sorry, you I didn't did. silence your phone? I, it's it's now. It's, Where's yes. your professionalism, John yes. Lemon? Well, you know. So the current issue with my <laughs> with my current earbuds is that the wire gets caught on things like the handle in the kitchen cabinet, or or the phone will drop out of my hand, and then everything goes kaput. Right? It's like right. pulls the earbud earbuds out of my ears and because right. the wire gets tangled up on things. So yeah, Plus the, you can't really uh, curl it up and like oh, yeah. tuck it away. It sort of like comes apart like a slinky and then it's all tangled. <laughs> That's so, actually so true. I like so wind true. mine up to I put them in the car to, and then yeah. every time I pull them up it's in a completely tangled yes. mess. I'm like I had nothing to do with yeah, the way I wound so, it up. So. I mean this is the 
first worldiest problem of the first world. But correct. I mean, yeah, I, I would like the cordless ones. You've convinced me. I the first time yes. I saw the commercial for them, I thought they were really dorky. Right. And I'm not saying they don't look too. dorky, but I they, oh they look dorky. They there's just, no there's no doubt about but they it. But I think well. they're yeah. But since they function well, I think the dorkiness like looks Crocs. cool. So. Right. Right. Completely dorky. Completely dorky, but they function. But they're really so comfortable. Well. <laughs> it's outrageous. Or five fingers. Maybe yes. that's. A oh better. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I need to get another pair of those. Yes. By the way. So remind me. But no. One other cool thing about the uh, wireless Air- AirPods or earpods, whatever they're called, AirPods, AirPods. Mm-hmm. Um, is when you take one out, it stop. Like if you're listening to music on your phone. It pauses the song That's or the podcast, amazing. and then when you put it back in, I didn't even in, know that part. See, there's Gosh, so many secrets no it's because I, I didn't out. want to tell you all the secrets before you got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anything else on that subject? We'll just move on to the next one. I think we've covered. We pretty much, yeah, absolutely. So, Jessica, what's what's your next thing? My next topic will not surprise you. It was actually my first topic, but I didn't want to go right into planners. Oh, planners. <laughs> so yes. John knows I'm planner obsessed. I've been planner obsessed for a few years. Um, yes. But my question isn't really, like, I don't want to talk about an Aaron, Aaron Condren, Condren planner happy and planner my happy planner. I don't want to discuss any of got. that. Okay. I heard something on the Robcast uh, during, actually, the... Anxiety. They did a topic of anxiety, and they did a couple of podcasts on that. Him and his wife, Kristen. Yes. And Kristen touched on the idea of that she is a type A list maker, so she's a lot like me. Very similar. And mm-hmm. she got me thinking about. She said she doesn't make lists anymore, and I don't think I have anxiety too. Um, I know everybody always says they suffer with anxiety, but I don't like that terminology. Even right. though it feels like suffering when you're going through it. Yeah, sometimes it's suffering, um, but it's it's also, I mean, so I think. So anxiety and I hang out sometimes. <laughs> there you go. Um, Much better. It's kind of a destructive relationship. <laughs> the love-hate. But she had mentioned in that podcast that lists made her worse, made her more anxious. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking, and I don't even know if I have a specific question, but I guess I do. Can you be too organized like, do lists make you do more, or do they organize too much of your day? Do you see what I'm saying? Are yeah, you allowing yeah. for spontaneity when you when you try to perform some, you know, some something you can Absolutely. check off throughout your day? And because I that's a great question, though. I mean, I love lists, and sure you do. to be honest with you, I do. I mean, you saw me do it the other night. I did a complete brain, what I call a brain dump. And um, every time I think this is a common term, there's somebody who's like, what is a brain dump? But it's basically you get out a sheet of paper and you literally write down everything running around in circles in your brain. Do you have this appointment tomorrow that you need to remember to take this sheet of paper with you? What you're going to wear, you know, that you need to wash your hair, whatever the list of stuff is, you just dump it out of your head before you go to sleep and then you can rest better having that written down. So for me, a list is sort of a way to sort of download all that stuff that's running around in my head. And as a writer, maybe that's just kind of the way I function. Yeah, I mean, writing is obviously, that's your medium. That's yes. so maybe so, that's more for you. But um, I was also going to bring up that, that while I love lists, that for a long, long time, you resisted the list. Yeah. But now you are... 
list friendly. Yeah. You are list curious at this well, point. Well, I think <laughs> list curious. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, but I think the biggest problem with the list for me is I'm not a big fan of handwriting things, and it's just I, it's just never been my favorite thing. I just I'm not a big fan of my handwriting. I use all caps, and it's just it doesn't look that great. It's just always been a lot of effort. So even going all the way back to when we had like a an old typewriter as a kid, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, you mean I can pluck this in and then it looks perfect? And I don't know if, you know, whether I type it and then you go back and you, you put the correction tape and all that stuff down in the old typewriter. But ever since then, right. I was just you like, just this lost is... all the millennials. Well, okay. So there's <laughs> these things that you used to type on before there was you know, touch screens. Actually, I'm totally um, wrong about that. I think millennials are finding typewriters super cool. So, well, that and like vinyl records, yes, right? They're like, they yes. know what that is. So, so sorry, to but no, no, yeah, no, I know. That's what a good saying. sidebar. But no, I, I just never liked handwriting things. I just never have. And once I figured out I could type stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. And so, to that point, is I, the list. I always thought, oh, I've got to handwrite the list and handwrite my goals and all this stuff, and that just never worked for me. And mm -hmm. so. Once I figured that out, which, you know, I don't know, six months ago or like six weeks ago, I was like, oh, I just need to be, I'm more digital. I need to be typing things in, right. uh, you know, it's a Google Doc or a spreadsheet or whatever. And so knowing that that's the way I work best, I figured out a way to use, um, it's actually a Google spreadsheet to track my goals. And so, because I also felt like I would just write on all these random pieces of paper or even in a notebook. And then I'd never look at it again. And so mm -hmm. it was just kind of a waste. I even did, um, like in the four-hour work week, he talks about having a note card where you write a list. You know, you only have your top five things on it, and then you carry it with you. And I was like, I did that a little bit. But then I'm like, again, I just, I don't know if it's because I'm kind of a perfectionist with things. I, I just hated to look at my handwriting because it's so awful. Mm -hmm. And so... I wanted to type it out. And so then and I meanwhile, I'm like an artist. So I feel like a pen is an extension of my hand. So right. It's a like normal... you're, oh my gosh, like your handwriting, number one is amazing. I mean, like, you know, your autograph is like a work of art. Like mine is like <laughs> this little shoom, just so I can get it done quickly. But right. yeah, it's, I mean, you can draw like a perfect circle and a straight line. And I'm like, there's no way I could do any of that. So, but now I was able to figure out a way that made sense for me. Um, you know, and again, it wasn't having six different planners, but it was just having a spreadsheet with different pages because I, if I had this one spreadsheet that I call my master list, then I could go to that spreadsheet and then I have different tabs mm -hmm. for each subject. Which is sort of like I have a planner with different tabs in it for each topic. Bingo. Yeah. yeah I think they call them tabs for a reason because it's yeah, the same as that. Yeah, just is. like folders on Word. But yes. It like is. Those it's, dividers. Exactly. That in your mind. Yeah. So do you think that... Makes that sense lists restrict you then like is there something to the idea that i am scheduling and i don't do this actually um but that people are scheduling everything into their day do you think it inhibits spontaneity or do you think it's okay because i've learned the more yeah. to do's i have on my list the less likely i am to get to work it sort of overwhelms uh -huh. me so try to break down like my big major things and to be honest with you it's helped that i have a planner now where i track my workouts for example or my gratitude journal I, that those are in a separate place from my day planner helps because yeah. now i don't have to write down visualize i don't have to write down workout for 20 <clears throat> minutes and so it takes the number of tasks down 
for the day so that my work day is just about, okay, I need to write 2,000 words, I need to post this blog, and I need to post my Instagram. And so it's more of an That's overview of that with my appointments. Yeah, I think um, I think there is there can be anxiety with, you know, from having a list. Like, oh my gosh, I have to get this list done. I have this done. Uh, I have noticed with my tactic, the way I've been doing it with the spreadsheet is... I actually have one that's kind of like my daily or a weekly thing. I'll have like different days that I need to do different things. And then I have things that are farther out um, because it would kind of stress me out a little bit if I had something that was like a big project, like, mm-hmm. you know, complete a, a book proposal or, or something big that's going to take me or like put the greenhouse together, which right. took like, oh my gosh. like two months. So <laughs> right. I was like, if I put that on my thing, like, oh, that's that was just a harrowing feat. It was. Way. Yeah. Ikea, putting Ikea things together has nothing on putting that greenhouse together it's yeah. gorgeous but if only ikea made greenhouses oh my god hey ikea <laughs> yeah yeah S- subtle plug for ikea greenhouses been amazing yeah my gosh right yeah but um where was i going i have no idea uh something about greenhouses and oh no the list <laughs> you were talking about a big project yes. so yeah. if i had so i you know i had kind of in one column my to-do list and it'd be like okay on you know by tuesday i need to have this done whatever mm-hmm. but then i had things that were much much bigger and so I, I set up a couple other columns where I had like my bigger things to do and that way, and then I would break those down to a smaller to do. Cause the other thing is you want to have your to do list, not so overwhelming that you can't get any of the things done. Right. Cause I mean, that's the beauty of having the list. Yes. And um, are you doing, like I've given myself permission recently to actually strike things from the list. So mm. for example, I signed up uh-huh. for a free class on uh, Facebook, social media, you know, I, I'm not really using Facebook to its full potential because I feel like you have to have a master's degree now to do that. And <laughs> right. so I just sort of share my blogs on there and I don't think a lot about it. Um, I know it's an important part of keeping in touch with people, but it really is. There's so many hoops to jump through. So I have put this on my list Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then today I was like okay it's it's only available right. these four classes are only available for two weeks so today I printed out the worksheet I watched the video I got maybe 13 or 14 minutes in great information by the way um, it was fantastic information to have and I felt like it would have been a very useful thing to have mm-hmm. but it also didn't fit into what I'm focusing on right now so it just so didn't line up with like your priorities right now I was it's like, like this eh, is not this this sure. is might be important to somebody else but right now for me this isn't what I'm focused on so uh, I okay. closed the video I unsubscribed from her emails and I whited out everything on my calendar that wow. said I was gonna do this class so I think the important part is, on any list to give yourself permission to change your mind on it because it might seem important and then just be a time suck depending on what your goals oh, are. Oh, that's totally. Actually, yeah. that's a very that's a very good point because I did that too with certain things on my list. I, again, I would either, I would assess them like, okay, you know, let's say it's Thursday and this was something else to do Tuesday. Well, do I bump that to do on Thursday or do on Friday or is it something I need to do or is it something that's so big that I need to bump it to my big to-do list that I need to break it down into something smaller. Mm-hmm. But no, I think you're right. Because the idea was I was, man, when I first started doing this, you know, my list, it was working out really well. And I was getting so many things done um, to the point where like one weekend I was like, I had all my stuff done. And I was like, oh, 
I have time to do what I want. And I didn't have in the back of my mind I should be doing something because I had already completed all my stuff. Yeah. But I think you're right, though. You need to, I don't know, you have to be, you have to have some freedom with it because I was getting some anxiety about it too. It was like, oh my gosh, I got this stuff to do. And I'm like, okay, well, if it's something that's so big, two things. One is, do I really need to do it? Yes. That's the question we all need right? to be asking. That's because, why the top three works. Yeah, because so like, well. Mm-hmm. You know, a week ago or two weeks ago when I put it on my list, I thought, oh, this is a great idea. I have yeah. to do this. And now I'm like, do I really, really need to do that? And if the answer is no, just delete it. Now, you're, you've got to use like white out and like put a I sticker do. and maybe some washi <laughs> tape over it. Right. For me, it's kind of just a little, little you know, click on it, little delete. Yeah. Easy on the spreadsheet. Yeah. But Or sometimes it gets a post-it note for me to reevaluate in a month, but... Right. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do. And then I'll take some of the bigger things like, okay, this is, you know, I looked at it. I forget what it was, but it was like, okay, I have to do this, but I'm not going to do it this week. Yeah. And so then I just bumped it to the, to the bigger to-do list and then maybe I'll come back to it next week, but it's still, it's not gone. And I think that was the problem with me handwriting lists is I, you know, check it off, whatever. And then I would either never look at it. Or, you know, here I am on, you know, the one page had 10 things that are checked off and there's that one thing I kept skipping over every day I wanted to do it. And then I just go to the next page and be like, oh, well, forget that, you know. Yeah. So and you I give mine a it. week because my planner has a weekly spread from Monday through Sunday. And if at the end of that week I evaluate the things that didn't get done, I circle all the check boxes that are not checked. And then I look at them and go, okay. Is it worth rewriting for the next week? And that's usually the <clears throat> litmus test of whether or not it moves forward. Well, that makes sense. But yeah, I feel like you always. I feel like the important takeaway is know your goals, know what's important, do what's important, yeah. and those are the first things you need to do. Yeah, and I think too to focus on your strengths, though, because we both have completely different styles. Totally different. Uh, I mean, somebody you know, listen to me, be like, oh, you need to use a spreadsheet. They might not even. They might hate spreadsheets. It might be like the worst thing ever. I hate but spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and you were the one that taught me how to use them. But yeah. anyways, I, which <laughs> right. is ironic. Right. But no, it worked perfectly for me in the way I have the tab set up. And then when I go into my Google Docs, it's just my master list. I click on that one thing. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And then I break it down on other pages. But And then yours is with your, what, 46 different planners you have? I, I mean, your system's amazing. Oh. Two. Four. Two. I only have okay. four. So, all right. But two of them are perpetual. Okay. Perpetual. Like, yeah. All like right. They Explain don't... that. Well. All right. Let's go. You have four planners. <laughs> Do a quick. So what one of them each is them for are. my desk. The other one is designed to come with me, so I don't have to take the desk calendar with me. So it's sort of okay. a duplicate, goes in my purse kind of thing. Is okay. only for things like appointments. My okay. running to do list is on my desk calendar. Okay. The other uh, book that I have, my happy planner is a project notebook, and. The project notebook is things like, I've sold this book. Have I do have I received the back cover copy? Did I write my dear reader le- letter? You know, it's a social media schedule. It is how much have I spent on advertising in the last six months? It's keeping track of my color street business. So it's sort of perpetual. Okay. It doesn't really you. have a calendar per se. It's just when I say, oh. That book that's not sold, where were we on that? Who did my agent give it to? And did they reject or give us an offer? I can so go to that note, list. Okay. project notebook. Yeah, okay, but I can go sense. to my project notebook, look up that 
project. So my problem was I have all these things in my head. I have some books on submission, some sold that aren't written, some in the process of edits, some I'm waiting on a cover so that I can do a cover reveal. And with all these things being scattered all over, it was right. just at the whim of me randomly thinking Well, it's thinking so hard to it. remember everything. It and is. that's the beauty of having a it list. Is. I mean, a list can also, um, or a planner or whatever spreadsheet, however you do it, can be really freeing because you can put it on a list and then you don't have to worry about it again. Right. And once you figure out what system, like those things for you, it's like, oh my gosh, random thought at, you know, six in the... Six in the afternoon, like, oh my gosh, where you know, where are we on that book project? Well, then you can go to your planner, you yep, can put and it it's in there. All written down. Exactly. And then, and then the other planner that I have. So is, that was planner number three. That was right? number three, okay, and number, number four. four is actually again not really a planner, but I call it my abundance notebook. And if you go, by the way, if you go to JessicaLemon.com, if you really want to know about these, I've done extensive like photos and descriptions of both the project notebook and the abundance notebook but my abundance notebook houses my bible devotional where i write my prayers and notes every day my goals my vision my workout schedule um a little bit of gratitude journaling so that's kind of the one i get in the morning i just sit down with all that in one place or if i haven't done it in the morning i take it up to bed you've seen me sitting in bed and i kind of go through and go everything's in there right i get out my Phone, look up my Bible verse, do a quick devotional, maybe read my affirmations, go to sleep. So I don't necessarily do like everything in the abundance notebook at one time, but that's sort of how I've divided it up. It's not. Now, what's great though about the planners, because the planners make you happy. Yes, I do like it. And you love planners. Yeah, because it's. I mean, what did I say the other it's day? It's art. What right? did I say the other day? I'm yeah. like, these planners are turning into like uh, basically sticker books for adults. But yes, some of they those are. are. They really but that, are. But There's that's a okay, whole though. art to it, and I think I'm so drawn to art, and yet I'm such a Type A organized list making personality yes. that it really does. I mean, I can just flip through those, and it kind of makes me happy to just flip through those at times. Right. So, and then it's great because it's it's something that again, it's like another artistic outlet basically mm-hmm. for you it's i mean the way you put in the washi tape i mean go to her website and check it out because it's like ridiculously organized and she just <laughs> it looks amazing kind of like your website does but yeah you put in the washi tape you get the stickers you get yeah. this so it's something that makes you happy you fulfill your artistic it's creative but it's yeah. not on a yeah, deadline yeah. it's free you know it's like you can have a free-for-all there you don't have to like be super perfectionist about it so yeah, yeah, that's fun. Oh, that's cool. So down only four planners. Got yes. it. Yes. So anything else on the planners? <laughs> no, no, subject? no. All I've right. Taken up enough of our time on planners. <laughs> so my, uh, <laughs> that's great. So I've, uh, again, we had we start with five things, but boy, this is just this has been great. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get. I so I've so number two on my list um, is <laughs> it should be a quick one maybe, uh, but I just want to talk about uh, the weather in Ohio. Oh, so, okay. you know, we're in the middle of February, we got the winter, all this stuff, and kind of the Midwest, Pennsylvania, same kind of area. Um, but, you know, like one day, two weeks ago, it was beautiful. It was yeah. 62 degrees. It was a little breezy. Sun was out. I'm like, this is a gorgeous day. And then I swear, like, or well, actually a week, it wasn't even a week. I think it was four days before that. It was negative 15 Literally, like the actual temperature. Yeah, it literally rose like 80 degrees. Yeah, and it was negative 15. Yes. The wind chill was like minus 38. <laughs> and I'm like, I am in Antarctica. 
I'm like, what is happening? And then literally like four days later, I'm like, I could get the boat in the water. Like if the right. lake wasn't still frozen, like what right. is happening? So, so Jessica, what do you think about the, <laughs> the amazing weather. mood swings that our Ohio mother nature has? So I think that the older I get, the harder it is to tolerate this month. And it's always February. <clears throat> it's always like the bowels of February where you're like, Okay, enough of this. You're like, crap. all right, I've made I'm it done. through December. Yes. That was kind of now January. We all know January's horrible, but February, come on. It's no, like February, I think, Valentine's is the last, Day, like, the in, last in the, straw. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, on. it should be, but I know from experience, and I seem to forget this every year, so I'll just remind myself via this podcast is that you think you're out of the woods when it's March. You are not out of the woods. It no. could snow in March. Absolutely. One time it snowed in May. I have photos of it. Yeah. I mean, it could um, snow on Easter. I mean, we, we <laughs> like looking for uh, Easter eggs out in the middle of a yes. snowstorm. That's so happened before. So Yeah. It's um, it's trying my patience the older I get. Yeah. So. It's interesting. I was on a, on a conference call with some people at work, and uh, one guy had mentioned he was going to Florida. On a vacation, he was just talking about, and then the other guy, of course, on the conference call was like in Charlotte, and he's like, "Oh, it's eighty degrees here. It's great." And I'm like, "Yeah, we all hate you." But uh, <laughs> but um, but it was interesting. The guy had mentioned he's like, "Yeah, he's like the older he's like the older I get, the more I'm like, I just don't want to deal this anymore." And I'm like, "It's kind of feels that way. We're just like, you know, what have I done in my life yes. to make myself live in negative fifteen degrees? It like that doesn't ridiculous. make any sense, right?" It so. I mean, every place I'm sure has their upsides Absolutely. and downsides in weather, but right. I mean, if we lived in Florida, it'd be just you know boiling and smoldering in the in the summer, right? Um, but it's, I know it's just kind of funny. Like this time of year, it's just like okay, we're we're itching for spring, and you know, yeah, Puxatani Phil says it's going to be two more weeks of winter. We're or what? What's the deal? It's like six more weeks of winter, and he said two more weeks or something. Yeah, two, Spring's two coming weeks till spring, and I don't know. I that, know just that groundhog man. You just never. You know, know about I that thought guy. we had our hot tub to help us get through the winter, but it's been so darn windy that you can't really get into the hot tub and have a good time because. The water's blowing onto your face. The wind is frigid. You're like, like, why is my hair freezing? This doesn't make any sense. Freezing on your hair. Again, the first worldiest problems of all first world problems. The biggest, yeah, the worst first world (laughs) problems ever. So, but yeah, so that's, that should end our uh, rant on Ohio weather. But again, it's like, we love the changing of the seasons, but sometimes I think as winter goes on, and again, it happens about this way every year. Although last year, winter was really, really mild. So this year it's been a little, kind of kicked us in the butt. But yeah, we're always just like, okay, is it spring yet? What's the deal? So so what do you what do you have on your list? What's the next thing? The next thing I have, I don't know if it's really a question or just something I was going to talk about for a minute, but mm-hmm. I was going to talk about senior dogs uh-huh. because we have a senior dog. We've had um, our dog yes, Daisy do. since... She was either one or three. There's no real way to know what age she was when we got her. Right. And so the story is, so we adopted her. Yes. From From our rescue center. Animal shelter. Mm -hmm. Animal shelter. And um, what's the joke? It's like, you didn't rescue a dog. You didn't like dive into a burning building and pull the dog out. Sure, we didn't really rescue the dog. <laughs> but we got it from is, a rescue. Yes. But I sort of disagree with That's very funny, but I always disagree <laughs> with that because I do feel like rescuing is... Um, as you know, like something I'm really passionate about. Sure. Because... And what's the deal? They always say that like you rescued the dog, but no, the dog rescued dog you or something, you, right? Yeah, so. they uh, pay you back tenfold. So we've had her for a lot of years, and this year we think we we adopted her in April. 
We gave her the benefit of the doubt and said she was one. Um, April of what year do you think it was? Uh, well, she's Go going to be 13, 11. so I think it was 06. That sounds about like the right math. It's, okay, sure. It was a long time ago. Okay. Um, so now that she's a senior dog, though, I feel like every year she sort of throws us for a loop with something she's doing. <laughs> right. Because um, she's mostly, she's pretty energetic. Yeah. Like all of a sudden she'll wake up in the morning and just like run around the room and just like yes. run about, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what are you like? Six years old or yes. five years old. It's like, she it's like, like a, a puppy. Yeah, she's like crazy. Just run around. You know, or if we have people over, she'll just go crazy. But then sometimes, uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you. But, you're no, you're fine. Yeah, sometimes she just kind of slows down and she's just like, all right, I'm having a bad day. Yeah. You know, like this winter's been tough on her too, which or is like, just kind of funny. you've been traveling out of state, every time you leave, I mean, she doesn't sit by the garage door anymore and stare at it <laughs> forlornly, <laughs> waiting for you to come home. Which was hilarious. But there is, she won't eat. She is, she gets really picky about her food. She just stares at me or she'll ignore me completely and sleep all day. Or like I've been shutting the door at night when we sleep because when you're not here, she just might get up in the middle of the night and just wander around. And if she wanders downstairs to the back door, she thinks, well, while I'm down here, I may as well go out. (laughs) Whether it's one in the morning or three in the morning. She starts barking like, hey, let me out. Yeah. But, um... I also was thinking about senior dogs, and I just have such a big heart for them because I feel like they're like the grandparents of the dog world, and I feel like they get overlooked a lot, sometimes like senior citizens do, right? Sure. And people want the puppy, and people want the new dog, and uh, older dogs end up in the shelters in need of homes, and I just feel such a deep sense of commitment to her. Like, even though it's getting harder and harder to discern her emotional state and her (laughs) physical state. And, I mean, we have stairs. She sleeps upstairs with us. Is there going to come a time where, like, with our last dog, Bailey, where we're going to have to carry her up those stairs or down those stairs? Um, But I do feel completely committed to her. At the same time, I have a lot of trouble thinking about, would we get a second dog? And would that dog, I don't know, like, do we want another one? Um, no, I totally agree with you. And it's funny, I'm going to tr- actually take a picture of it right now. Oh, but okay. The dog, the dog is yes. actually, Daisy is just She's laying right on the feet. floor. Maybe I'll use that as the yeah, photo <laughs> for the for this podcast, but... But so, yeah, she's but just laying on the floor, just chilling. Like it's yeah, hard yeah. to it's hard to know that we're like amazing dog parents, and it's hard to think of a time we wouldn't have a dog. But at the same effect, we're tired of Ohio weather, and we really want to travel, and there's things we need to do, and having a dog is so right. limiting. Right. In the sense, in the ways we have a dog, <laughs> right. we're very. I'm very attached. Yeah, I mean, she's part of the family. Hate to leave so. her. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know what my point was with that. That was just one of the things I was thinking of today was just no, that's how interesting. It's ch- my relationship with the dog has changed since she's been sure. older because she's such a challenge now. And I thought, you know, I've aged as well, but the changes I've made going from, you know, 30 to 43... It was a little different. Aren't I mean, she's same. lived, yeah, she's lived like a lifetime almost. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's her yeah, yeah. lifetime. She could live another two years, another yeah. four years. Yeah, so where you're 43, right. she could be, well, if you have dog years, she's like 100 and something. But, right. she's, <laughs> but she's probably in like her 70s, you, see what you I know. Mean? So I feel so. like I have to be sort of 
like I notice that her back legs are a little stiff sometimes, or she can't yeah. lay. I shall try to lay. Well, she on the doesn't concrete. stretch out yeah. like she used to. She can't no, quite, but it's, she yeah, doesn't. She still tries, though, but she so. still has a lot of energy and a lot of good years left in her. Um, I hope and pray, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's just interesting how it changes. I mean, it's life with yeah. anything, though. But yeah. it is interesting. But she aged very fast, and we did not. Right. So. That's exactly that's the difference. I think that's so interesting is that you know dogs age. You know, they always say seven times or whatever, but like. Dogs age so much faster than we do. So, you know, we're in, a, in the, you know, we're 43. I'd like to think we'd have, you know, halfway through our life, maybe whatever better if we do, if we're fortunate enough. Um, but yeah, but then she's kind of going towards her twilight years where yes. she maybe has three or four years, hopefully yes. maybe more, you know, yeah. left. So it's just kind of interesting. Where she'd rather take a golf cart ride than a walk. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's not big on the walks anymore, no, but the golf cart ride be, and the boat, she's like all about trying it. Trying to but. be understanding of that. Like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't feel good because you know, as well as I do, Daisy is a very stoic dog. Yes. And if something on her hurts, <laughs> she won't really tell you. No. Um, yeah, we've. Yeah, we've we've gone through a lot of years with this little dog, but yeah, yeah, no, she's been great. So, yeah. and again, I'll throw a picture on. If not, follow Justice's Instagram. You've got pictures of I Daisy on there too. I do have a few pictures too, of Daisy. So, and that, what's your Instagram? I it's at, it's at J Lemony. So J L E M M O N Y. Cool. And of course, I'll put a link to that in the uh, the show notes. So as was that? Good yeah, was for it? You? All right. Yeah, cool. I was just, interrupt. Yeah. So my uh, the that next was more of a reflection yeah, than a question, I guess. Yeah. So the next thing I had to talk about, number three, was um, just kind of a quick rant on... um, Oh, a rant. Well, maybe. We'll see where it goes. But yeah, (laughs) this will be a good one. You can chime in too. But uh, car repairs versus car payments. And Mm. the reason this came up lately is I have uh, an Audi convertible, which I love. It's 2009. It's not a very new car and it's not even worth, you know, a whole lot of money. But I just love the car and we... We're blessed enough um, to take the Dave Ramsey course years ago and realized that having car payments was not a good idea and having getting out of debt, not having credit cards. Um, and so we were able to um, to pay cash for the car. We saved up for multiple years um, and paid cash for the car. But then with, and I've had it for, did I buy it when we were out here? I've had it for two years. Yes, you years, bought it when we were out here. two years, for I sure. think. Yeah, I think I've had it for over two years. Um, but I just love the car. It's super fun. Um, not so much in the winter, of course, but super fun in the summer with the top down. But we just had a major repair. Like I had the the turbo was going bad on it, um, and we spent like close to $3,000 to fix it, which is a huge chunk of money. Yes. But, um, you know, we've we also put money aside, you know, over the years to uh, knowing that there would be car repairs. Yes. Um, when you get used cars, you're going to have car repairs. Exactly. And so we put money back. We had an emergency fund for the car. And so, for, you know, again, we're blessed to have this. And so we were able to pay cash for the repair and it wasn't too hurtful. But it was interesting. I had to remind myself that, you know, I'm driving this car that we bought used. You know, it's a 2009. I'm still in really good shape. And I love it again. But it's like, but we didn't pay the three, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars a month. Right. So easy to forget when you're looking at a <laughs> right? car repair bill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. I mean, even if we just said, okay, we, you know, uh, even if it was just like I bought it used and it was like a three hundred dollar a month car payment for four years. I mean, that's what thirty six hundred dollars a year. Like, so you know, the repair we just had was just a fraction of what the two years worth of of car payments would be. And I just think that's interesting. Um, I just feel like we're so much farther ahead 
not having those car payments. Oh, without a doubt. Well, and because you don't know if there would have been something happened to the car. I mean, you hear a lot of people, they get into an accident with the car. The car has to go be put in the shop. And yes, you have insurance and yes, all that's covered. But at the same time, you're paying for a car that's no longer new. You're paying for a car that's now dented and dinged and... Or not even in your possession for the weeks while it's yeah. I mean, we've prepared. had you know we've had friends that you know or just know of people that like you know they had uh, they've got a car they're paying payments on and it's kind of a not, not the super old car you know pretty new car and then like the transmission goes out and then it's it happens to be not under warranty and then they've got a thou a couple thousand dollar repair on something that's really tough to afford when you're making you know three or four hundred dollar a yes, month car payments. So not only yeah. do they have a car that's not working. But they're paying 300 bucks a month for the payment, too, and then they can't even afford it. So it's just, I don't know, I just feel like, um, I just, I think, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything Dave Ramsey says. I'm a big fan of his, but the not having a car payment, I just think is so huge. And then knowing that you don't have a car payment, you almost need to put that money back that you would put into a car payment, at least for the first year, into an emergency fund. Because guess what? Cars break. I mean, well, people get new cars. I mean, you get like a 2017 and have a problem. You Do know? you think, so. as a sidebar, like yeah. the lack of discipline is why it's so difficult to follow a program like that? Because oh yeah, I feel like it's so easy to say, oh well, you're not spending four hundred dollars on the car every month, so put two hundred back a month on this right. used car that you'll repair. But physically doing it and ignoring it. I, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I agree. It, it on, is tough. On the one side, you know, anybody who's listened to our to our discussion about from from bankruptcy to billionaires knows yeah. that we are properly motivated when it comes to not getting back into Correct. debt, right? Correct. But also because I've been an entrepreneur for so many years, first in direct sales and now as an author, and since I am a self-employed person. I have to pay, I do be responsible for paying my taxes. Correct. So I feel like money comes in and I really do parcel out a certain amount of it that is in my right. head, not mine. Absolutely. This is not my money. This could be the government's money. I'm just holding on to it. Right. This is the part that is normally withheld in a paycheck, but I am right. responsible for paying it. Yeah, later. so when you get paid, we're putting back 25 or 30% of what that is. Yes, and sometimes sure that's a big pay. amount. Yeah, when you absolutely. get a big royalties check or a big, you sign a big contract for books, you're just, you know, I've always been in the position where I have to tuck it back and not pay attention to it. So it does right. require discipline, but it was a, I don't know, it just is never that hard for me to tuck it away and just. Say, I don't know if that's a yeah, personality the money, thing. Yeah, because the or... money we had in the emergency fund, we had like 4000 or 5000 whatever it was. And trust me, it's not like we, yeah, we haven't needed it at times. Yeah, yeah, for the car fund. It was just like that just wasn't ever, Spendable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't ever factored into, oh, I want to yes. go buy something or go on vacation, whatever. It was yes. just like, oh, well, that's just that has to be there. Because, and I think the thing is, I mean, no matter what, things break. I mean, if you have a house, yeah. like, you know, your roof can leak. You know, your furnace can break, which is what we had to fix last year. And yeah. it's like, but we had money put aside for that. But like, things happen. I mean, Murphy Murphy's Law is a real deal. Like, yeah. th- things happen. Things break. Uh, you know, it's an imperfect world. So, you know, cars it's, break so it's down and stuff. it's responsible to just not plan for that It stuff. really it is. It shouldn't come as a surprise. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And if you plan for that, and again, that's what we loved about the Dave Ramsey program. It's just like, no, like, this is going to happen. 
you're going to have an emergency. Something's right. going to happen. Your furnace is going to break. Your transmission is going to like things happen. And uh, we what's had the, what's, furnace go out. Yeah. Air can furnace and air conditioning need to replace. Right. And not very long after our water heater took. Yeah, a crack. the water heater was before that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't right, too much. and yep. then a little later, your car needed right. repair. And I've done some small repairs to the other car, but yes. it's but you know it's some of the stuff. But you I know those myself, things but... happen, and I feel like if you have an emergency fund because you've planned ahead and denied yourself the fun little things you could have done in the meantime, you go, oh, I hate to. You don't ever like to buy a new water oh, meter, yeah. by the way. Writing the yeah, writing the check for the right furnace now or we need fixing new... my for the new turbo in my car was not a fun <laughs> thing to you know spend twenty dollars. Right now bucks, we need a but... new refrigerator and we're putting it off. We're like, okay, how loud can it rattle before we actually pull the trigger? We have the money for the refrigerator, right? Uh, just like we have the money to replace our sofa that is <clears throat> very in very sad shape indeed, but it's yeah. Yeah, actually, it is interesting. The money it's still gets a little hard. harder. It's nice to see it in the account, yeah. though, for sure. But yeah, what is um? What do they say? So if if you have an emergency fund, it, it turns an emergency into an inconvenience. Exactly, which and is that's exactly much better than an emergency. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was with you know the turbo on my car. So let's pretend that you know I had a four hundred dollar a month car payment, mm-hmm. and then you know I took it in, and they're like, oh yeah, the turbo's going bad, and I you know the dealership was I think four thousand dollars more, of course. And there was a couple other things that needed done too. So then it's like, okay, if I had to pay four hundred bucks a month for this car, and then I got to pay three grand to fix right. it, that I mean, we might have parked it for six months. Right. I mean, if you didn't have an emergency fund for your car, that could that would really hurt. Yes. And that wouldn't just be you know a little bit of an inconvenience where I had to take it in for a week and drop it off and all that stuff. I mean, that's just hurts. So, yeah, not having car payments and having an emergency fund, I think, for your cars makes a huge difference. Yeah. So. Agree. So, what's the next thing you got there, lady? Well, it's actually my last thing. Oh, I only great. came up with four things. That's fine. I feel like we're covering some pretty good ground. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> I'm not sure how many minutes we are in at this point, but we're getting there. 52. Oh wow. We yeah. See, we're running long. Oh yeah. Uh, the last topic I was going to talk about is social media. Ah. So I did well. A- luckily for you, my I had five <laughs> things, but one of them was Facebook and Instagram Aha, marketing. So we're like on the same page. On the so. same page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll just kind of merge those then. Yeah. So I did a talk for um, I did an Antioch Writers Workshop for a college, and over the over the weekend, actually yeah. this past weekend, and one of the questions from the audience was, "How do you manage your social media?" Because it's a big job, guys. It's it like not just Facebook, but Facebook groups, and not just Facebook groups, but Instagram, and not just Instagram, but Twitter and Pinterest. And that's not even counting if you're on something like Snapchat or if you shoot video for YouTube. Right. Um, I mean, just keeping up with my MySpace account. I mean, that takes <laughs> all week long, right? <laughs> Do you know I cannot delete my MySpace account because I, I opened either. it under a different yeah. email that I had to close. I have the same problem. And I think so I went, I think I took everything down on it, but it's still up. I had to like, whatever nonsense is up there from whatever <laughs> year that was, it just lives oh on gosh. the internet forever. So. I'm going to totally put a link to that in the show notes, right. my, my MySpace right? account. My, if it's, if that's even up, I don't even know. Probably, so. God knows what it says, but, um, <laughs> Um, but anyway, I feel like with social media, aside of just being another job, um, none of us can decide if it's ruining society or helping it. I always feel like there's two schools of thought on it. There is the video you watch with sort of the sad Sarah McLaughlin song about how you should tune into people and 
not waste your time on social media. Yeah, and stop looking at your phone all day. Stop looking at your phone, and yeah, you don't care chasing about people. Likes and chasing likes and chasing all these things. Right. Um, and I do think there, that's true to a certain extent, but I also feel like... Um, on the one hand, while, yes, it is sort of falsely reassuring that we're feeling like we're friends with all these people, but do we really know them? Do you really know somebody from their highlight reel? Right. Right? Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, I think But while that's true... Yeah, I think on, the truth is always going to be somewhere in the middle. Somewhere right? in the middle. But you're also yeah. keeping in touch with people, A, that you may not want to keep in touch with, so that might be a problem, <laughs> but B, right. that... <laughs> right? Didn't we have a dis- I won't even, I won't even go there. No, we no. We had a discussion, everybody, at, uh, last week when we were out with friends. Everybody was looking up their exes on Facebook. <laughs> right, <laughs> But right. not us, because right. we are way too dignified right. to ever do something like that. Who would do that? But social media Sick. does allow you to keep in touch with people that you may have lost touch with. It's an right. easier way than a Christmas card. It's an easier sure. way. It's a little less... Um, What's yeah, that's I'm true though. Well, Less of a commitment than an is, email. Though. It's not like yeah, it's there's there's friends that I have um, that I've commented back and forth. They have friends from high school or college or whatever, and I'm not going to pick up the phone and talk to them because I just I don't know them that well anymore. But it's so nice to see what they're doing yeah. and see what their kids are doing and just like make a couple comments or even like you know text back and forth or you know like my friend Donnie from high school. I mean, I, my gosh, I've seen that guy forever. But you've also reconnected yeah. with friends starting on Facebook and then it graduates to a lunch or like in That's the case true. of that talk that I gave that came from a friend I used to work with gosh 15 right. years ago right. and we ended up going to dinner and that ends up being a really rich relationship that you're glad you didn't lose track of um the no, I totally agree though but it, it's it's totally it's so true I have so many friends on Facebook that I, it's just nice to see what they're doing. I'm able to touch base with them. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I'll get to see them somewhere, you know, like my yeah. cousin Todd at my book signing That's was true. there. And then, um, and actually. And they kind of know what you're up to. Yeah. And even with, and the podcast has been great too. Cause even like my cousin, uh, Facebook messaged me and I haven't talked to him forever, you know, years and years. And he's like, Oh, I was listening to the, you know, the podcast. It was great. And so it's just, it's so nice to hear that and actually keep track with these people yeah. that again, if I had, you know, a rotary phone and the little, you know, notebook of phone numbers, <laughs> I don't, th- yeah, I would never call, you know, you'd probably have to call their mom to get their old phone number, but I would never physically be able the phone to talk to them. Right. But I can still have some interaction. Yeah. That kind of improves sort of your low life. low commitment yeah. interaction, but, but those, I believe, I truly believe those relationships that that are richer where you do have a connection that's more than just this surface oh i like this and i like that i do believe that's a great way to filter that down absolutely you know you can still spend time with those people no i agree and so i think there's a big split though too because so these are the great things about like facebook and instagram and stuff um and most of that it has to do with your personal friends your personal facebook page Um, and I think a lot of things are great. And obviously you can go into, you know, down a, down a hole with it and just kind of, you know, you, the scroll, you know, I'm like, oh, what did you do for yes. the last hour? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I scrolled, scrolled on Facebook, Facebook to right. see what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Because um, people go there to procrastinate. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. What should I have really been doing? Right. But I also think then it's, then there's the, the thing that we've been working on and trying to figure out exactly. And I don't think there is a real good answer of how do you do it with a business? Like, yes, you know, this you're was promoting... what I was going to dovetail into. So this yeah, is like, perfect. So you're mm-hmm. trying to promote yourself as a yes. writer and, and let your fans know that you have a book coming out or 
the game thing was really cool too that you have games coming out so mm-hmm. how do we you know interact with our friends but then also turn us into a business right and i don't know like i've, I've listened to um gary v a little bit and I, you know the guy's got some really good points but i just don't know if and again it's it's in context um he's talking about you know businesses that are pretty good size trying to market on facebook but he talked and the one thing he talked about you know <laughs> that you should be doing posting 90 to 120 pieces of content a day wow and that you know obviously he has a team of people marketing stuff that does sure. it so that's across facebook most people do that's what i'm finding facebook youtube so you if know, gary v Instagram. was where i'm standing on the one drink with john podcast what would you ask him about that i'd be like what are you talking about with <laughs> first of all if you don't have a team of people doing it how wow. do you put that uh-huh. together and then why and, and i so you know, like, why are you putting that out there? I don't know. I haven't what figured that out. What is the purpose? Yeah. yeah, I haven't figured that out. Well, that's so. the thing I was going to talk about is, like, suddenly there are all of these social media gurus. Everybody wants to teach you how to 5X your Pinterest followers and how to, you know, 10X right. your Instagram followers. And everything's right. sort of this buzzwordy, like clickbaity sort of stuff and all these gurus are telling us what to do and do we my question i guess is do we really need to be told what to do like do we really need it i guess i'm in denial a little now i've taken an instagram class i did take a paid instagram class and there was a lot of fantastic video content i still haven't finished it by the way because i took a big break but it was like weeks worth of I mean sure. it was really in depth and I'm not sure it helped now I am applying some of the things not the others uh, right. but I saw a little blip but not really this 5x 10x oh my gosh this will you know this is just going to explode your Instagram feed right. and sort of where I've landed with it and then I'll throw this to you so you can yeah, talk about absolutely. social media but sort of where I've landed with it is I truly believe that Speaking in Instagram, the a beautiful feed, a beautiful grid is good, and people will stay to admire your the pretty. They will. Sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you learn from that. Yes, a lot. Right. The hashtags will attract people that may not have found <clears throat> yeah. your account to begin with. Sure. But growing authentically across social media is slow, and yeah. so I've just sort of made peace with the fact that it's going to be slow growing. And as a book hits or as a game comes out, that boosts just a few likes every day. Or as we talk about on this podcast, people might go, oh, I'll go check out her Instagram account. But it's a very slow grow. I don't think there's a way to really, really boost in a 10x kind of way without those people falling off because they really don't care about it. wasn't legit. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you had 20, 50, 100,000 people on Facebook, on Instagram following you, is that really, I mean, are they really connected? I mean, unless you're somebody that's kind of a celebrity-ish person already. Right, are they there for the right reason? Yeah, I mean, if somebody's a sports star or something like that, or even has kind of a big following in the world, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's those seem to be the people that have big following. And by the way, the so. goal in any social media, no matter what it is, you want to have those followers because you want them to go 
link to your website or your podcast or your product that right. you're selling. Like, yeah, to find there's another business, venue to find you. Yes, and so then it's connect really you with, with our, yeah, it's really can, just so trying to find the people who are trying to find you. So if those people are just hanging out in your feed, taking up space, and not interested in the product that you're selling, of course they're going to naturally fall off of there. Right. So yeah, it continues to be a struggle though, and I think the answer that I gave in that talk to my friend who asked what to do about social media is that I kind of don't know. I kind of stay away. I check my notifications on Twitter, but I sort of, I don't produce new content for it. The Facebook page is a whole, like I said. So you're not putting 90 to 120 pieces of content out in the world every day? That feels Hmm. like, and by the way, I'm sort of starting to hate the word content. Right. I mean, I know that's, really ridiculous sure. to, to be like, I just hate that word content. But I do because it <laughs> right. feels like this generic thing that you're doing, whereas you're just saying, oh, I'm just flooding the world with contact to make sure people get to my website and hope that crosses over to the books. No, I want to share, like we are on this podcast, the things I care about. And if that hits your button, then we have that in common. Right. Authentically sharing. Authentically, yeah. Yes. Authenticity. We talked about that earlier today, actually. Yes. But yeah authentically sharing things that are important to you. Um, I think really sharing that with nothing in return, you know, like you're just like, Hey, this is what we're doing. You know, I thought this was interesting to people and, and giving value and not yes, just posting yes. content to post right. content. Cause I think solving problems for your, the people who are coming to you, right? Like exactly helping them out. I Correct. wrote a blog that was like, and it had some sort of clickbaity title. It was like, how to, or it might have just been how to plan your morning right. routine. But um, but sometimes I do the five ways to this and the three ways to this because it does get more people to click on it. But that really is, I try to offer free content for people that will improve their lives, whether they click on another thing while they're on the site or yeah. not. I have, what does my quote downstairs say in that frame? Be not merely good. Yes, be not merely good, be good. For something. For something. Which is by Thoreau, right? <laughs> yes. And I love that because it's like, yeah, don't just take up space. Right. Like with your words and your quote unquote content. Yeah, you know, I think that's so true though. Yeah, because if you're just putting content out there to put out content, and of course if everybody's, you know, doing the 90 to 120 oh, a day, gosh, then right. my gosh, they're going to have to change the algorithms on everything because it's just a bunch of spam. Um, if they use that, do they use the word spam anymore? Is that too old? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I think spam still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a food too. Not very good, but, but no, I think being authentic, putting something out there that shows, you know, that adds value. Cause the whole idea is, you know, in business and anything, you know, in life is the more value you add to other people, whether it's a product or information or whatever that is, then the more successful you'll be. And so right. I think if you can do that and kind of get out of the, you know, just add, oh, got to add content to add content, which you know me, I, I'm like, no, I hate that. So, And it brings us back to where we started, which is just love others as best you can, right? It is. Just put that love out in the world Absolutely. and try to think, how can I help people with this? I feel like sales will come, the money will come. Sure. Uh, what does Bob Proctor say about, you get money, money is in direct correlation with the amount of service you provide. Correct. So if you're providing good service and people 
are finding some finding you useful are right. finding you good for something right then that will just be a byproduct yeah of just if you're adding value out. to people is that completely naive or does no that i don't think i think that totally makes true. sense i mean just like anything like an airline right if they give you good service a good flight at a fair price then yeah. you're going to be loyal to delta or whatever airline it is right. you know it's like anything, any product you want. I mean, my gosh, we talked about my Apple AirPods yes. for like what, 20 gosh, minutes. we are such right? Apple. And yeah, I, yeah we I mean, as we're using my, you know, I know. My MacBook and, you know, my iPhone in my pocket. So like, but they give really good value. Like mm-hmm. the products we really love. We love the platforms, you know, and no offense, of course, to Android people. But no, it's like it, we really love that. And so they're giving us really good value yeah. in return for our money. That's our and I think personal that's what you have to do. Yeah. So any product in a service is like that, too. Um, and like you said, like, you know, it seems like there's a lot of guru people and stuff like that. But then there's also some people that have really given us tons of value. Uh, Marie Forleo. Marie that was, Forleo. Yeah. Like Gosh, we, we, were just we signed up for B-School. Yes. I mean, she gives away so much awesome content prob- for free on her YouTube channel. It took me probably two or three years to finally sign up for B-School, which is going on right now. If you're listening to this in February, by the way, there's still time to sign up. Um, if it's too big of a commitment for you... Her free content is amazing. Her it's amazing. Marie TV is amazing. Her mm-hmm. newsletters are amazing. I feel yeah. like she gives so much to the community of entrepreneurs that when you do sign up for B School, you just sort of happily hand over the money. Right. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. I totally agree. And, That's and a she's, great yeah, example. She's great, though. And again, she's adding so much value. That we, you know, we discussed it because it was a large chunk of money to put down for B-School. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know what? We haven't taken a class, yeah. you know, in a school or a college or whatever. If this was college, right? Yeah, if this mm-hmm. was college, it would cost, you know, $20,000, not 2000 or whatever. So, And it's a just, lifetime class, so we're going is. to retake it come March. And it's so good. For there's free. so much content yes, in it. So I only went through like a quarter of it. And you, did you even go through half of it? I mean, it's just... Uh, I did finish it, and it is you? a okay. lot, and I feel like I need a refresher. Right. Um, I feel like it's all basics, and for some reason, the human condition sort of <laughs> makes us avoid, like we go, oh, no, it has to be more complicated than this. And then by the end of the year, you find yourself spinning out of control and buying, like, Instagram classes, and here's Marie Forley over here going, no, remember, your newsletter is the most important thing. Right. And then you right. realize, okay, I've right. gotten distracted by all of these shiny things over here. But I need to go back to the basics. Yeah, and she. Kinda, I need to go yeah. back to practicing yep. my my free throws or my two point throws. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or just like playing golf. Like you go back to, you know, whenever I'm doing poorly with golf, I go back to making sure my grip is right because that's you know that's the all back to the basics. And I think she yep. does a really good job of that, um, getting back to basics and just you know just the logical um, things that just make the most sense. And no matter what you're doing, it's like okay, these are the principles that govern business like yep. let's go back to these main principles whether there's a new piece of technology or not so yep because all sense. these things come and go absolutely well i've got one more thing i wanted to talk about and really i just wanted you to tell this little story um oh. and it was from i think it was from the book you were reading okay but you told me on the phone the other day while i was out of town um you mentioned um the pig story yeah. and i thought that was really 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 interesting yes. Um, but yeah, go ahead and what was okay. the, which book was that in? It was in Everybody Always. Okay. And Bob Goff was talking about how the man, it's a Bible story and I don't know my Bible books, so you'll have to sure. forgive me for, I, I wasn't prepared yeah. for this, right? but basically the man 
on the other side of the lake who was filled with demons. Right. So asked, this is a story about Jesus. Yes. Casting out demons. Yes. And he demon. asked, you know, he mm-hmm. asked Jesus to save him brother, or maybe other people did. But uh-huh. anyway, Jesus cast the demons out into the pigs and the pigs all ran off of a cliff and then the man was healed. So right. that is And then he went back and story. was doing well. Yeah. So he so Bob Goff was talking about in the book how sometimes you're that person. You're the person that needed your demons cast out. You're the person that needed a win and you get it. And I'm sure we can all right. think of times where you really had a win. You needed a miracle and it was, but on it was the a miracle. Flip yeah. side of that coin, you know, God also chose to that pig farmer had a bad day. Right. He lost <laughs> so his entire he, yeah, he lost his entire, entire income, right? Yeah. And he said Bob said something to the effect of, you know, I can imagine that pig farmer farmer going into his wife and going, I have no idea what happened. They were all right. fine and yeah. then they all plunged off of the yeah. cliff. And now I know so now I can't pay for a mortgage a good this day, month. Yeah. You got a good day for the guy with the demon, you got a bad day for the guy who's the pig farmer, and you have the worst possible day for the pigs. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the, the pigs do have the worst day. So for it sure. just made me think like, are you the guy with the demon, the pig farmer, or the pigs? And I feel like on any given day, you could be any one of those three. Exactly. But the important thing to remember is there's always a win around the corner and so the things that you're going through you know it's like our affirmation where we try to say you know the universe is conspiring for my good you know god is conspiring for your good i feel like that's an important thing to remember because it's not always going to be you overcoming this amazing problem that you have sometimes you're going to be the pig farmer right sometimes that book i write that i poured my guts into that got a starred library review may not do well yeah, when it sell. releases. Yeah, yeah. Or or the submission, you know, the book that's on submission that I've right. poured my guts maybe, into yeah, nobody maybe no likes. Publisher wants, yeah. Maybe nobody Editors wants. Editors don't want it, yeah. So sometimes I I just think it's important to have that perspective. And I don't want people to think that it's a give and take. Always. It's not like sure. it's not like, well, if this person's doing good, then that means I have to do badly. Right. But I just thought it was an interesting sure. way to give yourself a little perspective if you're if you find yourself the pig farmer whose pigs have they're not a flock. What are they? I know. I was like a flock of pigs. <laughs> they it's a herd, flock of seagulls. They, uh, a herd, what is maybe? a group of pigs I don't know. Called? I'm going to have to put that in the now show notes. Now we have to look I it have up. no so, idea. To be continued on that But one. no, I thought yes, one other so. point, too, is, and this goes back, to, again, to the first thing you talked about is loving other people, is you don't know what kind of day this person's having. Did right. the person have the greatest day ever and they just got the demons cast out? Did they just lose their entire flock herd whatever it's called murder of pigs murder of pigs yeah or were they the you know or were they the brother of the pigs and they're like so and i think um having grace with people and understanding where they are and again it goes back to what i talked about earlier like you've really helped me see other people's perspective yeah um i think tony robbins has a good story where he talks about um this guy was on the subway uh, or a lady was on the subway and these kids were just just out of control and they were screaming and yelling and running up and down the subway and misbehaving. The lady, yeah, totally misbehaving and the lady was just getting upset about it and so yep. she, you know, turned over to her dad or the father of the kids and was like, "Hey, you know, could you get your kids under control?" and he was just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I had no idea their mother just passed away today and I don't know how to tell them." And so you yeah. just don't know what kind of day 
yep. other people Anybody are having. Anybody else is having. So you just have to have the patience and the grace, you know, to try to understand it from their perspective. Yep. So. That's a great place to. It is. Wrap it's this perfect. Up, I Absolutely. Think. Kind of came back to the beginning. Yeah, full circle. Yeah, it's almost like we planned this out. High five, baby. <laughs> But yeah, so, well, thanks for listening. Um, we will put everything in the, uh, or I will, one of us will, put everything in the uh, show notes at uh, onedrinkwithjohn.com. And was there any other sites that you wanted to? I mean, my other website is thejohnlemon.com. Um, but yeah, was... any of the blogs could be found at jessicalemon.com. I do, I really do blog a lot of um, free content. I try to be giving with that sort of thing. So, um Hopefully, I have a section, for example, that's for writers. So if you're a writer and if you have questions, you might find some of them answered. Or sometimes it's just the encouragement to keep going that we need the most. So, Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. great. Yeah, and like I said, I'll put everything um, in the show notes at onedrinkwithjohn.com, uh, any of the books and items and things that we talked about today. So, Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And this has been a pretty successful Shots from the Hip with Jessica Lemon. Cheers. <laughs>